This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Kathy Taylor and Jackie Barnes from the Children's Health Fund. The Children's Health Fund administers grants given to organizations committed to children's health, and most of the funds come from the High Mountain Hay Fever Bluegrass Association. The Children's Health Fund operates under the umbrella of the Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation. Kathy is the chair of the Children's Health Fund, and Jackie is also part of that organization and is also on the board of High Mountain Hay Fever. Ladies, welcome to the program. Thank Thank you. you. Now, under full disclosure, I am also on the board of High Mountain Hay Fever and the Community Foundation. And under full, full disclosure, Kathy and I have been married for what is it, like 80 years? No, not quite. <laughs> 50. 50, wow. So, Kathy, in a nutshell, uh, what is Children's Health Fund for those who might be new to town? The High Mountain Hay Fever Children's Health Fund is a yearly funding opportunity for children's health programs available to local agencies and nonprofits. It was initiated by the High Mountain Hay Fever Festival Association in collaboration with the Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation, who manages the fund. That sounds good. Now, Jackie, you've been part of High Mountain Hay Fever Bluegrass Association since just about the beginning, I believe. That organization has donated proceeds from the festival to organizations concerned with children's health uh, for many years. That's a true statement, Gary. Currently, we, as an about number, we've donated more than $795,000 to various organizations that deal with the children in the valley. It sounds even more impressive when we say we've donated three quarters of a million dollars. That is an impressive number over 19 years. We're coming up on 20 in 2023 for the Bluegrass Festival. That's true. And, of course, we didn't have the Bluegrass Festival in 2020, so we know that we would have been well over the $800,000 mark if we would, could have had the festival in 2020. And this year, Bluegrass has awarded a record $75,000 to the uh, Children's Health Fund, which is one of the reasons that we're visiting today. That also is true. $75,000 is is about $30,000 more than they've donated in the last couple of years. And the Children's Health Fund is extremely grateful for their generous donation. Let me mention, while most of the funds come from the Bluegrass Associations, folks can donate directly during the Spirit Campaign to the Children's Health Fund. And that's right around the corner here. That begins middle of November. Yes, they certainly may, and we would encourage them to do that. And the other thing I might point out is that some of the donations don't only go to the Children's Health Fund, but they go to the Rotary and to uh, the Boy Scouts and to various organizations that help us out during the festival. That is correct. Uh, Now, Kathy, how many years has Children's Health Fund been in play? I'm kind of losing track. (laughs) We've done quite well. We have completed seven years of funding in the Valley. This will be our eighth consecutive year. And you have a group that you work with, your other committee members. They've been with the group since the beginning, as I recall. From the very beginning, we become a very tight group and uh, we've stuck with it for seven years, going to the eighth year. The other members include Jackie Barnes, who has been a member of this community for quite a while and is quite involved with many organizations. Carol Franta, 
who has been the volunteer coordinator at the school and has also worked with excellence in education. Laura Lockhart, who is involved with human services in town. And Mary Ellen Lesage, who is a retired registered nurse and is involved with public health on a volunteer basis. Great. And from the beginning, Bluegrass has been interested in children's health. I know that you have a broad definition of children's health. That's correct. We have a very broad umbrella. We consider health programs that address physical, emotional, social, and educational health needs. Give folks a flavor of what types of projects have applied and have been successful. Who are some of the recipients in the last few years? Jackie? Well, the last several years, the hygiene backpacks and the tennis program under Valley Parks and Recreation have been very successful. I think the hygiene backpacks have been going probably since the one of the first grants that were made. The other one is the dental hygiene program, which brings a hygienist up here to check out children's teeth. And that's been a very successful program, and we hope to hope that that continues for many years to come. Sylvista so puts on the mental health programs where they give advice and do some teaching about how to spot people who are in mental health, children particularly who are in mental health crisis. Things like the dental program are right in line with what the original intent was for bluegrass, as I understand it. Absolutely, because in, in the beginning, the idea was to provide money to the then Custer County Clinic to help with medical needs for children. And that was not quite as successful as we had hoped, as the Bluegrass Committee had hoped. And so then we proceeded to still give money to the clinic, but then we, in 2015, we formed the Children's Health Fund, and that, that has been very successful. Okay. Kathy, what's your process, and what is the timing? This is a yearly grant funding process, and we offer a grant application for local agencies and nonprofits. The application is available on the Wet Mountain Valley Community Foundation website at wmvcf.org. You go to the funds column, and that will give you the grant criteria and the grant application requirements and a copy of an online grant application. Uh, It can be filled out online and submitted online to kidshealthfund at gmail.com by February 15th of every year. So the first quarter of the year is where the action takes place. That's correct. It has been the case in past years that you've held workshops or some public event to explain what the process is and what the timing is. Will that be the case in 2023? That's correct. We usually have a workshop or information session in January, and we usually hold it by the second week in January for anyone who is interested to come and get the information they need, get questions answered, get the protocol and guidelines for filling out the application. And we will have that again this year. Don't know the date yet, but it'll be probably by mid-January. Okay. What was funded in this past grant cycle? There were actually five new funding programs this year, which we were very pleased with. The Boy Scouts helped 
Uh, we helped fund some camping opportunities for the Boy Scouts. The library had two programs. One of them is the Dolly Parton Imagination Library, which provides books for every child from birth to five years old and monthly, a new book every month. Mm -hmm. They also had a creative space program for, there were two groups. The first one was the 12 to 18-year-old group, and the second group was 6 to 11. And we understand, and Kathy says that both the sessions were filled. In concert, the Children's Health Fund helped pay for some of the musicians to stay over and go to the schools to encourage those children that music is a wonderful thing to be happening. And so we were pleased to do that. And then the other one, we kind of stretched our process a little bit, but we helped fund some computers down at the Wetmore Library because they do not have a library district in that area. And those children come, they spend a lot of time at the library doing homework and research. So, Kathy, how much have you granted since you started in Broad Strokes? We're very excited about this. In the seven years we have been in existence, we have uh, had 15 different organizations apply for funding for their programs. We have funded 27 different programs. And with all the programs that are recurring over year to year, the total number of programs we have funded over seven years is 57 programs for a total of $170,000. Impressive numbers. Yes. When I hear the term children's health fund, I wonder, what are the ages that you consider under that umbrella? That's a great question. We fund children from birth to 18 years, in other words, through high school, and we would like people to think of the program and the funding as applicable to not only children, but to the youth and the teens in our community. So we just recently with the library now had the creative spaces for the older age group, and we were very excited about that. I suspect as you think of various projects that could walk through the door, that there's some out there that even though you've funded a lot of different projects, there's some fertile ground someplace. I do think so. We have always felt the need for increased medical wellness services for children in the community, and we would love to see a program for that. Also, nutrition seems to be of great concern here, and having a program to address the nutrition of kids of a school age in particular, but also before school age, would be wonderful. And again, the teen programs. We would like to see more involvement and engagement with teen programs. Okay. If someone out there in Radioland thought they might have a worthy project, how could they best get more feedback and information? They could certainly contact any one of the committee members, but they could also email kidshealthfund at gmail.com, and we, we're happy to have those inquiries. And it's my impression, based on uh, feedback that I've seen over the years, that the Children's Health Fund Committee is happy to talk things through with various organizations uh, in terms of what might work and what m might not. I think we've tried very hard over the years. If something doesn't appear to be workable or parts of it might not be workable, we try very hard to encourage them to 
find a workable solution, and we help with that finding that workable solution and workable grant. Uh, those of us who have worked with grants in the past, some of those processes are quite complicated, and uh, yours seems on the easy side. Yes, ours was developed to be easy. The grant application is easy to fill out. The reporting, as of this year, will be once a year when the program is finalized. Everyone is welcome to talk with us, call us, email us, and we've given extensions to programs, and we're very easy to work with. Ladies, what else should folks know? I would say one of the goals of the Children's Health Fund was to develop sustainable programs in the community. We would like people to think about how this program could work and use some long-term vision to get the program sustainable over a number of years. The idea initially was for the Children's Health Fund to initiate funding until a program could become sustainable on its own. I also encourage applicants to look to other organizations for collaboration and turn in applications from two organizations with a collaborative effort. Okay, that's fair. Most granting organizations like to see community collaboration. Yes, I think it's very important. Jackie, any final thoughts? The committee has been very careful with their stewardship of the of the funding because they have to or have to give some report to both the Bluegrass Committee and to the, the community foundation. And so we do we're very careful about the funding that we do submit, the recommendations for funding, and we are I think pretty good stewards of the funding so that there would be no question about that it was for the best of the community and the best of the children in the community. And as a member of the board of the Bluegrass Association, I know that that organization feels that the funds have been watched over quite carefully and have really been parceled out to a number of organizations that weren't being hit before before the existence of the Children's Health Fund. That's true. Some of them you just don't even know exist. And uh, we've really tried hard to bring them out and to fund them. And it's been, it's been very successful on both in in all areas. Ladies, thanks for stopping by and filling us in on the latest. Thank you. Thank you. We've been visiting with Jackie Barnes and Kathy Taylor from the Children's Health Fund. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a rainbow, it's the best thing.